0: Some of the very biggest solar companies in America on the sales and EPC sides are now including, at least as an offering, one of our Power Perfect Box on nearly every install they do. And so it goes right at the same panel as your solar, as your inverter and your smart meter, and it filters 90,
1: 95% of all this radiation and all this dirty electricity out. Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thangin, so let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick Podcast. I'm excited in this episode to interview B.D. Erickson, who's the CEO of Satic USA and Satic Solar. Satic USA is a privately owned electronics manufacturer and professional engineering firm headquartered in Missoula, Montana. The company is also involved in residential solar through Satic Solar. Satic USA is driven by a passionate belief that dirty electricity or EMF radiation is inefficient, wasteful, harmful to electronics and equipment. They've engineered the clean power electric electricity filters that has been third-party validated and tested. There's many interesting topics that BD talks about. Some of them is what is EMF or radiation or dirty electricity, how solar projects produce EMF radiation, and how their product has been created to lower and filter EMF. He also talks about how EMF radiation is going to increase over time due to certain trends. He also talks about the solar market in Montana. And I would like to thank Satic USA for being generous and giving a 10% discount for all Solar Maverick podcast listeners if they buy anything from the Satic USA store. It's a 10% discount on the product or products when you're at checkout and you have to use the discount code MAVERICK. We'll also have that in the notes of the podcast as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Solar Maverick podcast. Let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm excited to have BD Erickson II. He's the president of Satic USA and Satic Solar. BD, welcome to the podcast.
0: Benoit, thanks for having me.
1: I'm excited to talk about your company and about your passion for solar, about EMF radiation or dirty electricity. But I think what would be great is we talked about your company in the intro, but can you tell us more about Static USA and Static Solar?
0: Absolutely. So, there's two company names there and Static Solar is our Western Montana-based solar installer company. We're the fastest growing and the largest solar installer in Western Montana and we do rooftop, mostly residential solar. We're really proud of that. Yet, a lot of people can do that really well. There's a lot of great solar companies across the nation. There's even great solar guys in Western Montana. And I tell our customers a lot, I would love to earn your business and do a great job with our company. But if you chose somebody else, they're smart, they're competent, they're good solar guys. They're going to do a great job for you. So while we're so proud of our brand, we've been doing it for 13 years. We're five-star That's not really disruptive to our industry. Instead, we are one of many qualified solar professionals out there. So I really consider that kind of a hobby. I love it. What we really feel is disruptive is we've created a component set that we call Power Perfect. And what this does is it cleans, filters, and regulates the power. So when we're, you know, doing a solar system, if we can make your big energy hogs, your air conditioner, your freezer, your refrigerator, et cetera, run on less amps, let's face it, if you're buying that from the utility and there's no power factor surcharge, they're only billing you on the watt, that's nice. It makes your day. It doesn't change your life, right? But if we're trying now to instead make this electricity on our roof with panels, anything that makes that perform better, that's something now of interest. And if dirty electricity and EMF radiation, if they really are harmful, then the fact that we can filter and reduce this, this is something we feel can be disruptive to our entire sector.
1: It's more disruptive, as you said, like coming up with solutions for EMF radiation. Can you talk about like your own personal story and how you learned about it? I thought it was interesting to learn about that.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm happy to. It's interesting how, you know, we arrive on our current life's path. The friends you have in high school, maybe or in, in university, and who you marry, and your, your job that you select, and maybe what you study and just how you end up is for all of us a, a complex story of choosing left or right or what. After my wife was killed in an auto accident, my son and I moved to Missoula, Montana to be closer to family. And, you know, yeah. unwisely we purchased a home right under some of the biggest power lines in our whole city. By some measure, I mean the biggest ones. And You know, below those power lines, I've never had to mow. We've been there for 12 years now. I've never had to mow the grass because it's always just been brown or yellow or depleted. First of all, we didn't really recognize the power lines until we'd been there for a while. And then the first thing I really took note of is that it was hard on the grass. And so that was my first kind of introduction to EMF radiation because it just, it happened upon me, Benoit, that I bought a house without really paying attention right under
1: power lines. That was my baptism by fire, baby. If you could talk about more about how your son was affected by the EMF radiation and then how you realized that. And then how you work to come up with a solution to make a difference in this world with other people who are impacted by it as well.
0: Well, when we were in Hawaii, he had perfect attendance, he had perfect grades, great attitude, just happy-go-lucky guy. And when we moved to Missoula, Montana, our first year was great. Now it's very hard because mom's gone, and he and I suffered and were you know terribly shaken by that. And we had about a year. I would say that I was in a little bit of a trance as dad, but his attendance at school was still good, and his grades were still good, and his his attitude overall was still good. And in the second year of living in that home, that's when it really began to manifest sickly days, poor attendance and slipping grades, slipping attitude. And he's never been mean. He's never been a grunt, but he wasn't himself. And so, you know, I started thinking, am I a bad dad? Is mom's absence really affecting him? Not only emotionally, but was she doing a lot of great things and I'm not doing well? Why is this happening? Why is there this significant change in my son by the third year? I mean, even leaving his room became almost painful for him. Not sleeping well, bad self-talk, and just, you know, not a positive attitude. And so I began going down the list. And so what do you do when you're sick or you hurt your elbow or you Google it, right? You go online, you start researching, you go to pub.med, you start becoming your own physician a little bit. And the symptoms that he had with, you know, not being able to sleep or get that good restful sleep, being anxious, fearful, anxiety, and these things. And I began to go down the list and the list didn't match up with any specific illness or dis ease that I could find. Rather, they were the symptoms of EHS, electro hypersensitivity. And as I went down the list of his symptoms, I was like, that's my guy. That's my dude right there. That's what my son is suffering. Well, when do you get it? And the first thing, I'm telling you, Benoit, really, the first thing, do you live near high voltage power lines? And I was like, wow. And then you get that feeling, you know, that check in your spirit, that your aha moment. And I was like, no way. Come on. You know, that's voodoo. And began to investigate. And I really quickly realized that a lot of people do suffer from it and they're not full of baloney. They're not hypochondriacs and they do get marginalized in our society. But it's like women with fibromyalgia 20 years ago, you know, 20 years ago, fibromyalgia was this kind of mysterious thing. And women might have been teased or marginalized a little bit. Now we know it's overactive nerves. We now know it's absolutely real. And it's, you know, you know, a combination of oftentimes things from the environment. We have toxicity. So you got your deodorant and you got 5G and you got perfume and car exhaust and, you know, just all these things, red dye number five, pick it, take your choice. There's just so many things in our world now, chemically airborne, et cetera, that for some people, they have a reaction and that reaction is not positive. That reaction is detrimental to their health and their ease. And I believe in many cases, what begins to cause that dis-ease. And that's certainly what happened to my son.
1: How did you come up with the solution? Because that's complicated part, not just diagnosing what the issue is, which was complicated in itself, but then it's even more complicated to come up with a solution. So you say, well, how do I fix it? How do I change it? So
0: immediately we start looking to just move out of the house. And I was like, well, you know, that's great for us. That's great for our family. But now I'm going to sell this to somebody else. Really? And then they're going to move their little kid in and then their little kid's going to be sick. And I'm sorry, but I'm a regular healthy human being. That was not ideal. That was certainly on the table, certainly something I thought about, but I was like, there's got to be a way if you can get it in, can you get it out? Can you block it? Can you fix it? What exists out there? And what I really began to see was two things. Number one, it was a real need. There were a lot of people suffering these similar, very real symptoms, and number two, nothing existed that was satisfactory to me in solving the problem. So we began to look at the products that were out there and there were things. There's um, graphite paint from Germany called Y. It's the letter Y and it is very expensive. It's about hundred bucks a liter. It's made in Germany, but it is anti-EMF. It's absorbent, it's incredible. It's expensive, but it's effective, right? There is um, titanium dioxide and these blends that they use on space and aircraft to protect from waves and from fields. There were some electrical filtering companies out there They weren't doing it for your health, Benoit, but they want you to have a good stereo sound. So I brag on Bang & Olufsen a lot. I would wonder when I was young, Best Buy or Future Shop or one of these, and you see this great Yamaha receiver, five or 600 bucks. And I ride Yamaha motorcycles. I'm a Yamaha guy. It's a great brand, the tuning forks. But then you get to the mall, And beside the Apple store is this Bang & Olufsen. You're like, what the heck is this? You're going, that receiver's (laughs) $8,000. And you're like, what could possibly be the difference between a $600 Yamaha receiver that's going to do a great job for you and a $9,000 Bang & Olufsen? And really, one of the differences is when you're in your home theater and you're watching Avatar, right? And James Cameron has swept you away to this other world and you're gone and maybe you're lost in your chair, right? But then the mini fridge comes on and the speakers go tick or they pop, they crack crackle or something or the screen just jitters for a second and what happens it brings you out of James Cameron's James Cameron's world Back into somebody's basement. Boom, darn it. You're back right into reality, right? And that drives audiophiles nuts because they want this all-inclusive captivating experience. So what Bang & Olufsen does is it filters and cleans and regulates that power so that when that mini fridge comes on or so many vacuums, you don't see it on the line. You don't hear it in the sound. You get that consistent sound. And that consistent sound is a difference of about eight thousand dollars. And so we began to buy all these products and just tear them open. Monster Cable, when I bought my big home entertainment center, they, I bought an $800 surge protector for Monster Cable and it had my Wi-Fi going through it and my cable, my coaxial going through it and all my stuff. And so we began to open these products and say, okay, what's in there? And then I learned about capacitor banks and, you know, make your air conditioner run better and, you know, just the other products that were out there. And I was like, why doesn't somebody put all of this stuff into one thing, right? You got your EMF filter, you got your dirty electricity filter, you got your stereo filter, you got your surge protector, you got your capacitor banks, you have all these things. They all come from different manufacturers. The average person doesn't know if they're good or bad, how well they work. When you buy something, you kind of go by price, truly thinking if it's more expensive, it's better. Oftentimes that's really true, not always. And so I was like, well, I've got to fix my son. And not only can I help my own child, but I could help potentially with this product line, everybody and everybody's child that's suffering from this. I had to raise some money. I had a few dollars from my old career path and I hired a really great engineering team. You know, I've got a science and engineering background, but I knew that I wasn't the guy to do it myself or alone. And so one of the things that Tony Robbins taught me as a graduate of his leadership academy is how to find the skill sets that you need to inspire them to get buy in and then lead that team to success or victory. And I think that's my greatest skill set. So I put that skill set to work. You know, I got one of the guys that worked on the Craftsman drills in that brushless motor design. It was revolutionary. In fact, a very similar design is in a larger version what powers the Tesla automobile. Well, I headhunted that guy and I got him. When Brian Schweitzer, our governor in my time, sent his you know energy team over to Japan, one of the guys that went with him as a biomedical engineer, PhD from MIT, Dr. Bradley Layton, who ran the University of Montana Alternative Energy Tech Department, I headhunted him. I stole him. I got him. Brian Jackson had done over, you know, 100 million in wind projects. He's a great Google. You see him clear up standing on one of those wind turbines, you know, on a harness clear up there in the sky. And he's got an engineering degree and an MBA. Stole him. I just brought the best guys. Dr. Lynn Churchill teaches mathematics and physics, University of Montana. Got him. I just scored the guys that I needed. I just told them my story. I cried to him and told them that, you know, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish and what it's going to mean. And I can't pay you what you're worth today. Will you please help me? Will you come on this journey with me? And I was able to recruit and build an all-star engineering cast. That's probably the single biggest reason, my personal drive and my ability to team build, why we make the best products of this sort on the planet today, period, by some stretch.
1: That's amazing. I mean, to get that all-star team. And as you learned, it's all about taking passion to solve a problem and leading the team. It would be interesting actually to hear like about the product and how it works. It would be great if you could talk about that and how are people learning about because I think the big thing is marketing of it, right? I don't think a lot of people are familiar with EMF radiation. Can you talk to that? like? Because a lot of what you're doing is, like I feel like, educating the public, right? And then getting them comfortable that this is an issue or helping people who might not know what it is. And kudos to you on that. That's pretty amazing.
0: It's very hard in the beginning, especially in kind of fringe science. And so we were really relegated to, to pseudoscience. And you're marginalized, you're teased, you're said that it's not real. Maybe you're dealing or trading in fear, you're wearing your tinfoil hats. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of traditional science on this road because it's new. It's like, you know, so the Romans delivered water via the aqueducts in an absolute engineering modern marvel it was a feat of engineering at the time but we also know a lot of that was delivered by lead well, it was a hundred years later before they realized that lead poisoning led to insanity and that you know making wine and moving water and stuff in lead was detrimental the Rome did not do it to hurt anybody. They just didn't know about lead at the time, right? So, how about asbestos and the building material? It was the number one building material on the planet 73, and in 1976, they learned about mesothelioma, right? So, Or roughly those dates. And so what happens when you're out in front, people aren't aware of it, but people are getting sick. They don't know why. And then you're in this cutting edge, kind of bleeding edge, almost tech in the beginning, and you get marginalized. And it hurts because they say you're full of crap or whatever else, and that stinks. But that's when you need an angry dad right? That's when you need a parent with a sick child to stay on target and stay the course. One of my favorite movies is Lonzo's Oil. It's about this young man that had a brain disorder and there was an oil that the parents found that were able to slow his decline. Sometimes it takes somebody that cares deeply and is passionate to keep pushing even when, you know, it takes a while for mainstream science to catch up, but it is catching up. So, you know, in the beginning it was hard. And so we had to say, you know, okay, here are the symptoms, here's the causes, here's how you remediate. It and then how do you test that and prove it? So, you know, meters being able to validate, being able to demonstrate, right? So, you can't hear it, but no, you can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, you can't touch it. It's like carbon monoxide or like radon gas. Well, is radon gas not real since you can't see it, touch it, smell it? It's very real, right? It's very damaging, but a little bit harder to detect. And so now, you know, radon mitigation specialists exist in all of our cities to test your home for radon and then put in some kind of a vent or fan or something to get it out. We're really in kind of a similar thing where we're dealing with something that's real and measurable, but unless you're looking for it, you wouldn't see it. But now, you know, so many things have come to light. Poisons that leach sometimes from plastics or lead and paint or... You know, cigarette smoking. That for a while there's kind of a lag time where new technology hits or a new product hits. That fire retardant stuff they put in couch cushions. I mean, there's just been a lot of things in our history where there are really great discovery asbestos for a while, and then there's a lag time. But no, that's where we're hitting right now. We're hitting right now where it is no longer marginalized. It is no longer pseudoscience. It has been proven now beyond any reasonable contestation that you really don't want your house under power lines, and you don't want the 5G cell tower on your personal home roof. That's not where you want it that these things do have an effect on the biological and that it's harmful. So yes, number one is educating people that these are the culprits and ideally just avoid them. Don't just buy my stuff. Come on, knock it off. The first thing you wanna do is you wanna be cognizant of the culprits and avoid them. Just start there, avoid them. And then if you're in a situation where your house is too close or you've got a smart meter on your house, you've got solar in your house and you've got something that's causing it, okay, what's plan B? Let's measure it and let's mitigate it. And That's where our company comes in.
1: I guess the primary product that does that, is it that the Power Perfect wiring, or can you talk about like the products or how that works? Yeah,
0: I'd love to. I love that you let me talk about the product line. Absolutely. <laughs> so, a lot of our stuff, you know, we oftentimes suggest you get a meter right? So you can see, you know, what are my levels in my home? You know, ideally, you don't have a lot of it. Ideally, you're okay. And I'm a regular, healthy, average Joe human being that just wants your family to not need anything because you don't have it. If you are suffering it, okay, great. Let's identify it. What are your levels? What are your culprits? And then how do we attack it? So there are some other companies that make plug-in units and we make plug-in units. And they're very effective. Our our really industry leader that's five star rated and has passed so many third party tests and validations and so many different EMF companies sell and use our product line. We call it Power Perfect. And it is a wire-in product that wires in at your breaker panel. It cleans filters, regulates, surge protects all the power coming through that main distribution panel to the family home, office, the bedrooms, etc. Does it in real time. It's made in America. We use the best component sets, the very finest component sets that we're able to source, and it comes with a 10-year warranty and a 10-year guarantee. If you're not getting the result, money back, guaranteed every time. What usually happens, though, is the customer doesn't want to send it back. You know what they want? They want to be better. They want to be healthy. They don't want to send anything back. They want it to fix their kiddo, right? And so we say, okay, well, what room has got it? So a lot of times we say, oh, I've got a smart meter. And it's really a lot of that radiation that's coming into this room. Okay, we need to shield that. So we've invented a product called Field Shield. It's got that Y paint in it that we talked about. It's got that carbon ceramic titanium dioxide product that for the space program we talked about. It's got conductors and resistors inside it and it plugs in. And you can put that on the wall now opposite your smart meter or opposite your neighbor's smart meter or your solar inverter. And we're blocking 99% of that EMF radiation, 99% of that harmful it remittance, your stock there at the source. And so now, okay, we can start, you know, really troubleshooting with the family. The best thing that I've got here is not my product line, our tech, it's our team. So we've got this fabulous engineering team. We have this fabulous manufacturing and assembly team and we got our tech support. Our tech support, we've got three people here that are EMF remediation specialists. specialists are full-time. They are nine to six, Monday through Friday. They will take your call, not your credit card. They will help you troubleshoot. They will help you source. They'll help you, first of all, identify your culprits and just turn the dumb things off. In five-minute conversation, you can start to educate yourself and come down this road a little bit with us. And hopefully you don't need anything. And if you do, what do you need? Where does it go? And then how do I know it's working? That's a big thing for me. Okay, I bought it. Now, how do I know it's working? Vitamins. We all take vitamins, take supplements. We take green. Everybody does it. We all do it. But it's not like you take two vitamins and then immediately feel better, right? It's a lag time and you're hoping that you do. And I don't know about you, but I've taken a lot of supplements. I don't know if I ever felt anything. I don't know. They were probably good for me. I don't know how you test it. The wonderful thing about these products, Benoit is you can see right now in real time, the before and after. You don't have to wait a week, a month, a year to know if they're working. You'll know right then. And if not, if you're not seeing a result, well, that's a bigger issue. Now we've got to look at your wiring, the culprits, the causes, some other things. And we don't leave you hanging. Baby, we troubleshoot them right then with you. And oftentimes, it's a wiring error in your house or an outlet. You know, the reverse, the neutral and the ground are reversed and your outlet will still work. It doesn't care. Devices will still work, but it's not using that electricity effectively now. And it's creating a lot of radiation from that outlet that before you put a meter in it or near it, how would you ever know that? You plug something in and it works. It works. You don't go any farther beyond that in your mind. Why would you? There's too many other things to worry about, right? So when you start identifying some of these things, it's amazing when you talk to a caring staff that treats you with respect and will listen to your story a little bit, that help you you know, mitigate this for your home, for your family. And then usually pretty quickly, so we can instantly see it on a meter, people begin to feel it. That kind of feeling it thing is very female biology in my experience. We've had hundreds of customers where it's usually a female and her back, let's say, is to the demonstration. Her back is to the outlet. You plug the unit in, she goes, I feel it. You unplug it, she's oh, it's back. You know, I hear it. I hear the noise or it's disruptive or it's fuzzy or it's blurry or it's painful even. And you plug the unit in without them being able to see it or hear it and they feel it. Now, I'm not full of beans. People right now are going, BD is Philippines. I'm not. I'm not. But too many times. It's not like we've been in business for two years. We've been in business for 13. We ship thousands of these per month. We have thousands of testimonials. I have personally hundreds of people with their back turned can tell if it's in or if it's out. Hundreds. We have hundreds of online testimonials. We have so many written testimonials about, you know, their health, their sleep, their anxiety, their fear, their depression, their child good sleep. Nobody gets good sleep anymore. Come on. I used to go down for six hours and I felt refreshed. I felt fine. Yeah. I might, you know, hurt a little bit getting out of bed because you're getting older, but I slept and I would have these vivid dreams. And I remember wake up in the morning and you're still kind of in your dream for minutes. You're kind of like, where am I? I'm in my bed. Was that real? Did that happen? Right. And you're kind of groggy for a minute, man. I didn't have good dreams like that for years. I could be in bed for eight hours, but I never really felt refreshed even in the morning. Even if I got eight hours, you shouldn't need more sleep than that. I still didn't feel refreshed. And I think a lot of that is, you know, your phone's on, it's by you. The 4G, the 5G, the wi fis is on, your DVR and your cable thing is on, and, you know, your TV and everything's in standby. You're just getting fried. But no, you're just getting fried, right? And the Wi-Fi and the cell tower and the dish network and the direct TV, brah, you're, brah, you're just living in this haze. And when you quiet that, I compare a lot of times to camping. So I live in Western Montana. The big thing here is hiking and camping. When you camp, you're on the ground or an airbed. There's always a stick somehow that goes right through the middle of your back that you missed when you're setting up your tent. You didn't see it. You roll your sleep bag out. There's a rock in your hip and there's a stick through the middle of your back, Right. And yeah. you, you sleep great. It hurts. You ache when you woke up you had a stick in your back all night, but you're rested. Why? I'm telling you, I believe it's because you're out of it. You're out of the fuzz. You're out of that stuff. And unfortunately, I'm not calling anybody sinister. We've just, for convenience and tech and smart homes and all these things, we've moved all these disruptors into our home. And it's keeping a lot of us from getting that really good, deep, restful sleep that we need to function at peak performance. And when you get that deep, restful sleep, I don't care what it costs you, 200 or 2000, boy, it's a week into it, you really begin to feel a change in your life.
1: I've never heard this before. That's amazing. And you know, one thing it's so true with the meters to be able to read what the impact is, but for people to instantly be able to tell when your product's plugged in or not, that's just phenomenal. I mean,
0: it's like, it's one thing, we have a couple of meters. So one meter is called a lined meter. What's that mean? It means it plugs in, So it's on the line. It's reading what's on your electrical system. Now, here's why this is important. So when I was a young guy in town, we listened to radio. Come on. It was before, you know, a lot of XM and, and stuff had really kicked off. You know. Sure, you listen to CDs or MP3s, but my group, we listen to more radio and you get FM in town. Once you get out of town, you don't get any more FM. You're on AM now. And even in spots, it might be hard to get satellite, right? Well, what picks that up? It's an antenna on your car. So cars don't really have normal antennas anymore. They were like two or three feet long. And they were just, you know, this whippy metal that you can unscrew, strike your buddy in the bottom with or play Zorro swords with, right? Now it's kind of cool thin on the top of your car. It's a shark fin, but that's an antenna. So when you plug our meter into your electrical system, what is your electrical system? It's wiring and not aluminum. Usually it's copper, high quality copper wiring. Your home is a super antenna. You are living in maybe a half a mile of copper wiring round around your house, right in the exterior and interior walls. And so not only is that going to radiate the dirty electricity on that system and it's also going to catch it becomes an antenna just like the antenna hood of your car but it's a super antenna so when you plug that in you're getting you know a reading on not only what you're getting from dirty electricity but the wireless stuff too and that all that interference and distortion because you're plugging into an antenna so that meter let's say for example Benoit should say under a hundred right ideally man most houses that we go into they say a thousand they're like 10 times. If they've got a smart meter or solar, then our meter only goes to 2,999. So it'll either be 2,800, 2,900 towards the max, or it'll just air out. The screen will just go blank. Mm -hmm. It's so high it can't even read it. So you plug the filter in, you plug a you know power perfect in, and boom, you see it come right down to, you know, 30, 25, that number under 100 that you're looking for. So there's two ways, you know, some people can feel like we're talking, we're teasing about it a little bit, but it's true. Some people, their body is also a meter, they can feel it, right? And another meter that we have is called a trifield meter. And so it's going to have the electric field, the magnetic field, and the RF field. And that doesn't plug in. That takes what's coming in over the air. And you can measure it. When you use our products, you will see them drop right there, substantially, right in real time.
1: As a leading authority in the solar industry, life gets very busy. In addition to traveling the world as a speaker and for my entrepreneurial ventures, I'm a son, friend, investor, and entrepreneur. And when it comes to delivering a great sounding show for my listeners, I choose podcast laundry. All I have to do is record and send, and the rest is done. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, social media graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up your time to do more of what you you love, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347-871-8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. That's amazing to hear. I mean, this is something that, you know, I haven't been familiar about. And I think this is really helpful because you're educating, you know, our listeners who probably are not familiar with it as well. So I really appreciate you going into the detail and going into the product and going into like how EMF radiation is produced and the readings and the antenna, because I think it really, people could understand it better when you're talking about specific examples. One thing that I thought was interesting, you mentioned obviously that solar creates like EMF radiation. Can you talk about how solar does that and how is that being created? So one of the things I'd like to do too is try and maybe
0: visualize for everybody what dirty electricity and this stuff is. So there are two analogies I like to use. So number one is these things travel in a wave, right? Fields have waves. Electricity moves in a wave, right? In a wave pattern. So you're sitting, let's say, on the beach at a lake and you hear the waves, you see the waves build and tsh, tsh, Such a soothing sound, right? When you see them or hear them crash on the shore, how frequently they crash, how often, right? That's their frequency. That's what frequency is. How many times something occurs in a minute? Well, let's say you're on the beach in north shore of Oahu. Those huge waves up in Haleiwa, and that guy sucks out. He just sucks half the beach out with him, and it seems like he goes out a block, He builds this huge wave that crashes in this crescendo of white foam, and it's just awe inspiring. You'd watch it for a lifetime, right? Those waves hit a lot less frequently. So, because they're bigger and higher and all that stuff, they have a lower frequency. They happen less frequently. So let's go back to the lake just for fun. And you're sitting on the beach now and those are crashing, but a boat goes by. Well, that creates big waves and those go, but they're not in the same shape or even the same perfect direction as the natural waves because the boat was going left, he's going right. And then he's pulling a skier. And then there's a guy pulling a tube, right? And then the jet skiers go by and all these waves now begin to crash. They're coming at different angles. They're coming at different speeds, different frequencies. That's really what happens to electric with the use of our devices. You just begin to have all these different waves at different frequencies and amplitudes and stuff happening. So that's kind of number one. That's kind of an idea of what dirty electricity looks like visually. But another part of it, the wave has another aspect to it. It's intensity. Intensity. Right, so let's say that I'm with you, Benoy. I'm beside you, not punching the arm. Well, punching the arm has got two aspects to it. Number one, how hard am I hitting you? Am I just tapping you, or am I really blasting you so that I'm going to leave a bruise? Right. So number one is intensity. Number two is that frequency that we talked about. How hard? How many times? So am I doing it really fast or really slow? So if I just tap you really lightly, even if it was in the same spot for a long time, it might start to get sore. But if I move that around your body. Oh, Benoit, that's a massage, baby. I'm charging you $45 an hour for that, right? Because that's nice. So what happens is we get all these waves coming at us and they affect us more when we're at rest. They affect us more when we're sleeping, sitting still, et cetera, because it's hitting us in the same spot. So now how does solar relate to this? Well, pretty easy. Solar makes direct current in the panels, and then it's the inverter's job to turn this into alternating current with a 60 hertz sine wave in the U.S. and two legs of 120 volts. Okay, just unfortunately, the Sheer operation of that, what mechanically and electricity-wise has to happen to create that creates a nice electromagnetic field. It creates EMFs. It creates dirty electricity. And I'm not bashing solar. I grew up in a solar panel family. I grew up in solar panel houses. Like in the 70s, our family houses had solar panels. The number one solar dealer in Western Montana. I love it. I'm a fan. I'm not being negative because I love it. I'm simply stating a reality that by the operation of phasing that direct current to 120 volts of alternating current creates that emf radiation and so unfortunately we begin to push that through the house it requires something else you gotta have your net meter you gotta have your smart meter right one of the biggest things with you know with solar what are you gonna do we're gonna pull a permit right so we gotta engineer it and we're gonna install it and then we gotta have the electrician hook it up we gotta get it inspected we gotta get a net meter that's solar right there right Well, you get that net meter, it's now a smart meter. Smart meter is also one of the major contributors and culpritors because it's a computer, so it's a switch mode power supply. So we have now one of the known culprits, switch mode power supply, delivering all of our power. And it's a friggin' cell tower. It's contacting, sending, and receiving with the utility in real time. So there's two things you don't want. EMF radiation. Oh, I'm sorry. That's by definition, almost a solar inverter. And that RF, that signal over the power lines, over the airwaves and the power lines of the smart meter. So unfortunately, when you go solar, you get the one-two punch of the two biggest culprits in the whole world
1: of dirty electricity and EMF. That's good to know. And obviously your product helps with mitigating that. And it sounds like it absorbs most of the EMF radiation. Is that correct? Like 90%? Yeah.
0: So absolutely correct. So now, you know, not to be a boastful guy, I don't drop too many names, but many of the, you know, this in our interview process, you checked me out a little bit. I love you. Some of the very biggest solar companies in America on the sales and EPC sides are now including at least as an offering, one of our Power Perfect Box on nearly every install they do. And so it goes right at the same panel as your solar as your inverter and your smart meter. And it filters 90, 95% of all this radiation and all this dirty electricity out. And so it's actually only not... Dirtier after, but because we filter it so effectively, it's actually even cleaner than it was before. You had those new devices.
1: I'm just curious, like the solar companies that are using your product, are they marketing that as an add-on, or is it included in the price? Are they educating their customers about the device and how it will help them? That's a great
0: question. They don't all follow the same pattern. They all brag about it. So let's say you know your solar company A and I'm solar company B. Let's face it. We're both going to get a tier one panel, that's easy. We're both going to get tier one racking, that's easy. And we're going to get you know tier one inverters. The components are getting so cheap these days, we can all source them we're really going to have a pretty competitive offering. And like I said in the beginning, I think most solar companies do a pretty good job, right? So how do you compete? Well, price per watt. Well, that's a yawner. That's a race to the bottom. Rooney, who wants to race to the bottom, right? You have to have enough money to stay in business. You have to have enough money to build a good team and keep them. You have to have enough money to have really good employers so that your customers get a good experience, right? You want your customer to have a bad experience? Send a grump. Well, you don't want to send a grump. You want somebody that shows up with a smile and smells fresh. fresh. And you want somebody that when they answer the phone, they answer the phone with a smile and you can hear a smile. You know that you can. And so how do you keep those great people to give that great experience? You have to make a little bit of money. So one way that these companies differentiate themselves is by rather than shying away from EMF and dirty electricity and pretending it's not true or hoping that it's not true and just putting this stuff on this family's house and potentially accidentally even harming them. Instead, they go, hey, we have an optimizer for you. People call it the optimizer or harmonizer. You know how people begin to get their own vernacular that kind of sinks to them. And they say, we're going to add this piece of equipment at no charge or nominal charge so that it lowers your amp draw on your energy hogs, your air conditioner, refrigerator, freezer. So the solar actually does a tiny bit better. So there's a marginal gain, measurable. When you lower amps and all these big energy hogs, the solar, you get more bang for the buck. So that's a real measurable thing with the solar that makes it a better offering. But now we have this whole health component now, where maybe we're going to add some things to the family's house definitely that maybe would affect them. Now we've taken that off the table. So it really helps them to have a better offering. And another thing it does, you can install it right away. So one of the things that happens to all of us in solar is you know, we really might be two to five weeks from putting the panels on their roof. And that's a long time for them to get three of their beds. That's a long time for brand X to come and undercut you or just for somebody just thinking, you know, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do it. And just all that stuff that happens in any sales career path, right? That somebody could steal your deal or something else. This is a product that you can install immediately. We can get in tomorrow. You can start saving. We're going to save, you know, eight to 12% of your bill starting immediately. Your family's going to start feeling better immediately, potentially sleeping better immediately. So you've ground that sale to you a little bit. It's a little bit of a puppy dog close over. you've given them something of value. It's been installed. They're benefiting today. And so now whoever might come and try and undercut that deal by a dollar, they all do it. It's very common practice, unfortunately, in our industry. You've already cemented your deal. So think about the wins. The solar works better, proven beyond contention. We've got so many third-party studies in that 8% range that it's undeniable. You have the huge health effects and the taking away the potentiality of, of accidentally doing harm to a little family. And number three, we get to really have a better offering and cement our deal today with something that very other few companies have. And that's why our success has become so big. That's why we've had to increase manufacturing. That's why we had to buy a new building. That's why we had to get more employees and all this stuff. Because once they begin to grapple with that and understand that, and it's so fun because with Solar 2, we're going to have a month before we can install it. Then you're another month to your first power bill. You're two months out on seeing a result. This is something with a meter. It's a fun demonstration that sizzles. You can show them right now. Once we install it they have this really low number on all the meters. I'm sorry. Families love it as parents who want to protect our kids. it's you know, one of the things that's just in our biology to protect our family and our kids. And when they see that they're protecting them in real time, it's a fun, compelling business. I'm really blessed to be where I am today.
1: I feel like it's only the beginning. Like as you mentioned, you talked about like 5G and smart meters as it becomes more popular. People are going to get more educated about EMF radiation and to have the products that you have to help reduce significantly EMF radiation, that's huge. So it's exciting actually to hear about it. And I think it's interesting too, because solar is not a race to the bottom, right? The lowest per watt, as you mentioned, but you know, it's adding things of value that will benefit the customer. And adding your product, either at the same price or incremental, like that's a way of differentiating during the sales process that's out of the box than the typical residential solar installer. Absolutely correct. You nailed it. One of the things I was going to ask you was, can you talk about like the solar market in Western Montana? You know, you focus on residential solar. Obviously, there's a lot of, as you said, great solar installers out there. It's extremely competitive. I mean, you've obviously focused on this other business that you have which you could make a bigger impact. But I'm curious, what is it like in Western Montana? How popular is solar, specifically like the residential market? Just because a lot of our listeners are in solar or might not be familiar with Montana, the state, and how solar is growing in the state of Montana.
0: So our main utility is about 12.3 cents per kilowatt. It's not a great solar market, but it's decent. We have great net metering and, you know, we had par watt buyback net meter, which is excellent for solar. Our state has a 500 per homeowner, you know, so thousand dollars total for a couple additional tax credits that come from the state on top. And we have a lot of farmers, ranchers, et cetera, that want remote power supplies. It's amazing because I really thought that maybe our customer would be a little more green thinking early adopter. Believe it or not, our customers are so often ranchers. They're so often people that want to cut costs, maybe have some remote power. To water animals or do something with the customer signature doesn't look in real life what maybe I thought it would look like. But, you know, I live in Western Montana. My town of Missoula is, I think it's got 60 or 70,000 in the town. But, you know, the greater metropolitan area is about 125,000. We do not advertise. We install probably two a week. We're not a big solar company. Three install crews and, and vans and stuff. And we do two, maybe three on a good week. And these customers just call or walk in the door. We don't advertise. We don't really market. We really don't do that much stuff. And our install calendar is full. But we do a lot of stuff in the community. Like we did the food bank at just the cost of the screws and the things that went into it. We recently did Watson's Children's Shelter, which is a homeless shelter for displaced children. And we did a really nice $40,000 installation on that facility for free. We do a lot of things in our community. We do things for 4-H and we do things for the kids. And so I think people see us a lot. We do for our local university and the Grizz football team. or the home team. And so I think a lot of people just know that we're out there in the community. We're a good employer. We pay well. People like to work for us. And we'll give you a five-star experience. And it's not just a five-star experience when everything goes right. It doesn't go right. That's not life. It's giving a five star experience when it goes wrong. I'm sorry, every single installer has put their screwdriver or their cordless drill on the roof at some point, and that thing has slid off and landed on the customer's car. I'm sorry. It happens to everybody. So now it's not what's happened to you. It's, it's what you do with it. You know, when you knock on the door and say, "Hey, I wanted to tell you that my drill is on the front seat of your Lexus. Unfortunately, it went through the windshield. That's how I got there." Right? Everybody at some point you're having that conversation. And so it's not about when something goes wrong. It's about what you do with it when it does and how you talk to people and how you treat people and your smile and your gracious attitude and your humble heart and how you treat people. And that's why we're a five-star solar company. That's why people knock on our door and come in and buy from us because they know that they're going to be treated with dignity and respect and love and that we're going to get five stars, not when it goes right. We're going to get five stars when life is at its normal, when just you know, exciting and unexpected things happen. It's how you deal with them.
1: That's a great point. It's really how you deal with life. Negative things happen and really how you handle the situation when things are complicated, which is great sort of life advice. You mentioned this a little bit before about how you graduated from Tony Robbins. I forget the wording that you use for it, but you actually worked as well for Tony Robbins company. Can you talk about like what you learned from that experience? Yeah, boy,
0: it's hard to put a decade, you know, into a quick interview. But you know, I attended my first Tony Robbins event when I was very blue. My dad kind of kidnapped me, if you will, and took me. in. It was Tony Robbins wasn't there. It wasn't some big fancy thing. It was in Spokane, Washington, in a chiropractor's office. Tony wasn't there. He was simply on a projector on a white wall, and we did. It was called Breakthrough, and you wrote your limiting beliefs on a board, and you punched the board. It was about four hours long, and I'm going to tell you right now, it changed my life. It took me from, you know, people say things like, "You can do." have whatever you want. And you go, yeah, 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 you know, probably. But when you're a little kid, you're six, you can be the president. You can be an astronaut. You can be a seaboat captain. You can be these things. And then, you know, somewhere in our, over our voyage, you get let down, you get disappointed. You didn't make the team. You didn't make the choir. You didn't make the school. You didn't get the grade. You're not good enough, smart enough, handsome enough, tall enough, pretty enough, whatever. And that stuff just kind of grinds on you for a while. And so it's like, you're this river rock, but no, now you're a one inch rock. Now you're sand. And now you're chalk, you know, you just life just kind of has a tendency to do that to, you know, so it really reminds you those events remind you that potentiality is still there. And that really a lot of the bad things that happened, they've made you better. They have not made you worse. Oh, they hurt, but you are not less because of them. You're more. And a lot of times when you look back, if the opportunity, Benoit, to change some of the bad things that happened to you, I would argue that upon real reflection, you'd say, I don't want to, I've already been through it. I've already experienced it. The pain is gone now. So what I learned from that, the person that it made me be, the lessons that it taught me, the resilience that I gained the character that was revealed, I wouldn't undo them. So one of the main things it taught me is to remind myself of that. It's pure potentiality in front of me. So mind what I say, mind what I do, mind what I draw to myself. And so when I went to several UPWs, Unleashed the Power Within as a participant, I paid a lot of money, went through Mastery University. I graduated from his Mastery University. Then I went on to Leadership Academy and I completed his Leadership Academy and then got to spend a lot of time with the crew and the leadership teams at events all over the world, really, helping. Other people just have a great experience in Firewalk and hopefully gain the transformation and the insight and the wisdom and the self-belief that I got for myself. So that's helped me immensely in building my team, keeping high buy-in, keeping my team engaged and feeling loved and appreciated and on the goal and seeing it for themselves and seeing how they have a part in it as much as me. The last thing you want to do is, you know, hey, Benoit, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give it six, strap on your work boots, put your work gloves on, and then come build my dream. That just sounds awful, right? That just sounds awful. Now for enough wages, you can get somebody to do it. But now we're a horse trader. Now I'm trading the hours of your life for money. But what if instead, you know, we got up together, we put on our work boots and we go build our dream. And you can see how you benefit in that and you're vested and you're a stakeholder and you're going to share it and that we need you. And so you've got this crucial role and we've got this big project we're going to do and can't do it without you. We wouldn't want to do it without you. And we're going to celebrate the win together and we're going to share the money together and we're going to celebrate the experience together. And then we're going to have parties and we're going to get togethers and our husbands and our wives and our kids are going to come and we're going to, you know, barbecue and celebrate the wins or maybe travel. We do, you know, company events. We do company retreats. We do team building exercises. We have golf tournaments. We have craps tournaments. We have all kinds of things that we do. We went right water rafting last Wednesday to keep everybody engaged, remembering that, you know, Your job is not your life. Your job is a way to create income so that you can have a life because your life is your God, your family, your fun, your music, the things that inspire and motivate you. And so let's keep you here as little hours a day as we have to for the most pay possible with the least pain and the most pleasure so that we can all have lives we're proud of and compelling futures to look forward to.
1: Yeah, that is amazing because you're really talking about how you took the concepts from Tony Robbins and then implemented it into your own company and then taking your own sort of personal beliefs and ideology as well. And that's pretty great suggestions on how to run a successful company and having everyone engaged for a mutual goal and dream, which I think you have to have to be successful or else it'll be like short term and fleeting. So that's great perspective. It's interesting because like just to kind of change the topic a little bit, we're seeing like increasing use of electricity. We talked about obviously the proliferation of solar, 5G smart meeting, just even like if we talk about electrification of the car fleet and then like people are talking about increasing use of electricity and renewable energy when you talk about cannabis and crypto mining. You know, can you talk about like all these different things that everyone's trying to understand and kind of your perspective on it?
0: I think, you know, as far as EMF and solar stuff, some of the things that get missed or overlooked unintentionally are the changes that are happening right now in our the electrification of our world, right? And you touched on some really important ones. So what happened maybe over the last decade is wanting to decommission these coal plants, right? So we have these very expensive coal burning plants nationally. And we're like, hey, we got to get off fossil fuels onto renewable. And I think we all, every person alive, you don't have to be a greenie or a hippie or anything. You just got to be a living, breathing person that's healthy to say, we have to be good stewards. Polar bears need it's cold and have a safe place. And tigers in India, we got to stop hunting these guys and we got to let them you know, proliferate a little bit. And big African elephants being taken. You don't have to be a greenie to say, hey, we can still be good stewards. Don't litter in the lake. Don't throw your beer can in the river, knock it off. You know, you don't have to be, you know, any one political belief. I think you just have to be a healthy human and you want to do that. So, one way, you know, I think some of this has shown up is decommissioning these coal plants. So, what happened at the same time? Well, several things, and let's just bite a couple of these things off indoor marijuana growing. Marijuana for the majority of my life has been a prison sentence to grow or even possess marijuana. There's thousands of people in prison all over our country right now for having possession of marijuana was legal, and now you can grow it. Okay. So these legal. very legal, well-run marijuana facilities use massive amounts of electricity. So we're talking about, on the one hand, decommissioning cheap power. On the other hand, changing legislation that has a huge demand now for clean, cheap power. So marijuana growing in some cases takes nearly a megawatt of power. I've seen incredible energy hogs for this market, and I'm not against this market at all. I think it's an important market. I think, you know, CBD and some things have revolutionized some other industries. And so that demand simply has to be met. No no matter how we mean it, it's got to be met. Something else that wasn't a thing in my world or any of our worlds, you know, 15 years ago, cryptocurrency. And so cryptocurrency mines, our company, Static USA, is actually the electrical engineering firm and the power systems engineers to some huge crypto facilities in Montana. The reason Montana is so appealing to crypto miners, these machines get very hot. So if you have these machines in Texas or it's already hot, maybe the biggest part of your bill is HVAC now to cool these machines to keep them cool. In Montana, you know what you do if you want cool? You open a window. <laughs> We've got plenty of cool, right? Yeah. So they put them in these huge facilities with doors facing east and west, and they open the doors, and the wind blows right through the cool so you don't have HVAC costs. They naturally stay warm from the computers and you just cool them with just water and air. So it's very inexpensive. Number two, we have very cheap electricity. You can get as cheap as four cent electricity if you use enough of it. And so it's very appealing. Well, some of these things take four, five, I've heard 15 megawatts of power. So on one hand, we want to use less power. We want to decommission some of these things. On the other hand, we have these new emerging technologies. Love them or hate them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference how you feel about it. Your feelings don't matter. They're here. They use energy and they need energy and they consume energy. And something's got to be done about them. Number three, electric cars. Well, that's another fossil fuel you used to put in gasoline. Now you're putting in watts, right? You're putting in kilowatt hours. You're putting energy from electricity. And instead, this is a new demand and it's coming, baby. And what's interesting, too, is these things all create dirty electricity as well. Indoor grows. What is it? It's lights and HVAC. Come on now, lights. It goes, you know, smart meter, number one, dirty electricity. Inverter, number two, lighting, number three. So these high-intensity discharge lights and all these you know fancy lights create a lot of heat, and they create a lot of dirty electricity. So two things have happened now. We need a lot of power, and we're going to make it really dirty. So now crypto mining, what's that? That's computers. What are computers? Switch mode power supplies. They're number four for dirty electricity. So it goes smart meter, solar inverter, lighting, computers, switch mode power supplies. And so we're doing the same thing. We need a ton of power. And boy, are we going to use it poorly. We're really going to make it dirty, right? And then what's the last one? Automobile. They want DC. Cars don't charge on AC. I mean, they do, but the battery requires DC. So you need a converter now to turn this into DC. And unfortunately, that very process is almost a definition of dirty electricity too, because you're changing frequency and wave and removing waves or adding them depending on which way you're going, et cetera. So I love the points that you brought up because it's real, it's measurable, it's coming for you, baby. And it's coming for you because way we use technology today, laptops, tablets, all these DC devices in our world, naturally distort the waveform. They naturally change frequency. They naturally increase dirty electricity. And therefore, it's subsequent EMF radiation. It's a real thing. It's here. And it's only going one way. It's getting worse.
1: Yeah, that's a great summary of a lot of different concepts and really how the increased use of electricity is going to relate increase exponentially as well, EMF radiation. I guess it's extremely challenging to think about. I mean, it's a great problem, but like how your company is going to handle the increase in demand that you will have in future years. Because once people get educated and as this grows exponentially, the use of electricity and obviously EMF radiation, the people will understand what your product is and buy it. I'm you think about it but (laughs) (laughs) i lose
0: sleep over it so once we were the power systems engineer to one of the biggest we were told at the time it was the biggest crypto mine operation America. Is that true? I don't know. These guys are very secretive. I don't even know how you fact check that. And I'm under NDA, but it was multiple megawatts of power. Yeah. So they brought us in to clean up that power to cool down their machines, right? Because they're not using HVAC, they're using air and water. And so a cooler machine is going to run better. It's going to last longer. They're going to get more bang for the buck. So then we had these cryptocurrency companies flying us all over the country, not all over the country, basically the Northwest, where those stars align of cool weather and cheap electricity. So Utah, Idaho, Washington state, primarily these huge crypto companies are coming in and helping us design their facility with our systems to clean that power. And they weren't doing it to save the universe. God love them. They're not bad people. That just wasn't their focus. Their focus was to lower energy costs because that's the primary after the capital expense of a computer and a place to put it. Then your next big expense is electricity. So our ability to lower the bills by, you know, it wasn't huge six to 8% in these facilities for them. That was life-changing, right? When you're using megawatts, that was a huge, you know, factor for them. And then for the indoor grows, because you also want these lights to last a long time. So it's like your first major capital investment is the facility and the soil and the plants and the lights. So what do you want? You want these lights to last as long as possible. Hello, power perfect. And you want the energy bill to be as low as possible because that's probably your main ongoing source of overhead right now and the difference between you know profit and overheads revenue baby that's a revenue and expenses is profit And so that really has been great for our company as you know we've been expanding building new facilities hiring more people adding to our team and now that so many solar companies are beginning to add our products it's really been hard here lately getting a lot of components getting sourcing a lot of the components now because we're expanding so rapidly has created new and exciting challenges for my team but you know we're up to it I'm so grateful that these things are happening for our company right now and my team members the people that have loved me and bought in and helped me get here they deserve the big win we want to help all the customers we can, because we, for our part, believe and know that it's harmful and it's measurable, and we're all searching for happiness and quality of life. And so if our company can be built on delivering even a tiny improvement to happiness and quality of life, then our time is well spent and our lives of value.
1: And I appreciate what you and your company are doing and you know making a difference in this world. Like this has been a really interesting interview, BD. I really appreciate your time today. If our listeners are interested in learning more about SATIC, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Our main website is our company name SATIC, S A T I C USA. So staticcusa.com is our main company website. And we do have a store. And our store is called Satic Shield, regular spelling, S-A-T-I-C, Shield, dot dcom And that's our store. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you, Benoît, about thanking our listeners and doing a promo code so that everybody that listened to this podcast, if you have time, if you believe, if you're feeling it, if this is resonating with your heart, go to Satic USA and then don't buy anything. Just look, look at our tech, look at our report, you know, look at our technology, look at our testimonials and stuff. And if that vibrates with you, you know, we have some offerings. We will send you a Meter to borrow to see, we would, you know, potentially let you try some of our products and do some things to see. And when you go to our store, StaticShield.com, if you'll put in the promo code Maverick, regular spelling, just like manois show here, then you will receive a 10% discount on your entire store at checkout. As our personal thank you from us for listening, for you know enjoying the podcast, and for being a like-minded doer of good.
1: I really appreciate you doing that for our listeners. We'll obviously have it in the notes of the podcast as well, everything you said. So it'll be easier for people to follow. And thank you again and our listeners who we call Mavericks. Remember to use the promotion code Maverick when you're at sadicusa.com at checkout to get a 10% discount on the basically anything that you purchase on the website. It's been really like educational for me. I've really learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So thank you again for your time, BD.
0: You have a great podcast. You have a great following and listenership. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, anytime. time. Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick Podcast. The Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think could benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-N-E-U energy.com. The Solar Maverick Podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thangin and Kevin Y. Brown.